Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Apples and Oranges Show, a show where we tackle questions of the day from a biblical point of view. I'm your host, uh, Jason Cardoso, or I'm one of your hosts, Jason Cardoso. I'm a pastor with the Christian and Missionary Alliance, a church right here in, in Tom's River called the Live Again Alliance, and with me is my co-host. I'm Ashley Duffner. I'm a mom and a student of the Bible, and we also have our special guest today, who is my husband. Uh, Jake Duffner. <laughs> How's it going, Jake? Pretty good. We're going to get to you in just a minute, so um, be prepared. We're going to go right at you today. We're going to go right at you. So uh, for those of you that have joined us in the past weeks, um, I want to, we've been starting this new Moments of Hope or Sheds of Light. What did you call it? It's Moment of Hope. Glimmer, Glimmers of Hope. What? No, it's just Moment of Hope. Moments of Hope. And so I I was reading an article this week um, about these two twins, and uh, I I don't want to say their names because they're under 18, uh, and so their names were, were, I'm not going to share them, but... They were swimming in the ocean, and they're two twins, and their father, um, they got caught up in rip currents. Do you know what a rip current is? Yeah. What's a rip current? Um, like a current that pulls you underneath the water. Right. pulls you underneath and out. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and so a lot of times uh, when you get caught up in a rip current, people get very fr- frightened and scared. Have you ever gotten caught up in a rip current, Jake? You have? So, yeah. Yeah. So this is a podcast that some I mean, people no, will nothing, watch. Nothing substantial to the point where I'm like drowning and stuff, but okay. I've never been pulled out. Just never been pulled out? No, I've been pulled out, but nothing too aggressive to where I couldn't get out of it, thankfully. So these two boys get caught up in a rip current, yeah. and their father is on the shores watching this, and he runs in to save them. Oh, my goodness. Save, trying to save his two sons. They're, they're twins. And <laughs> you said that about six times. He <laughs> saves them. But in him saving them, he becomes unconscious, loses his breath. The two boys immediately see this. They're on the beach now, and they run over, and, or they're with him. They say that they see and feel Jesus behind them, and they proceed to give their father mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Um, and after two minutes, the father comes back to life oh my goodness and it was just it was just direct quotes yeah that just that's from the yeah from the children children? 13 13 twins yeah Yeah, they're twins (laughs) if you didn't hear they were twins (laughs) well i say that because you asked how each of how old are they well twins are the same age they're born moments from each other (laughs) so that so the twin so this was a pretty (laughs) pretty powerful story saving their father's life uh like i could only imagine what they went through i would think that if I saw my father unconscious, I don't even know what I would do. Yeah, that's a really crazy situation in in all aspects. Even the the dad running in the water to save them. Like, in order for the two children though to put their emotions aside, though, that's already powerful in itself. Usually, someone would just freak out, and not know what to do, and cause more harm. Yeah, right. They would get lost in it. At thirteen, especially. That's kind of where like I'm at. I would probably be like, oh my gosh, and just like freak out, not know. Not know what to do, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, you would look for the lifeguards and be like, where are you? Like, yeah. this is this is what you do. This is what you're trained to do. Yeah. If but, I were to want to read this article for myself, where can I find it? So, you'll find the link in our YouTube 
comment section below. Okay. All right. It'll be, it'll be shared in the comment section below. Um, for those of you that are listening or, or on Spotify or Apple Podcast, mm -hmm. um, you can watch us actually on YouTube. We've got the Apples and Oranges YouTube channel. Um, and if you're watching us on YouTube, you could always tune into our Spotify, Apples and Oranges Spotify account. But listen, for those of you uh, that are regular listeners, last week, we what was the title of our topic last week? Um, a title, the title? The um, whole title. Are you, spooky our things producer. really that bad? Are spooky things really that bad? And we, what, so why don't you just remind our listeners a little bit. You don't have to give the whole thing. What did we talk about last week? Okay, so a lot of what we talked about last week were things like horoscopes, um, the Ouija board, Ooh, Ouija board, seances, tarot cards, uh, psychics. Psychics, yep. yeah. Yeah, we it. did a lot my actually. Movie, my did you see the show Psych? No. You never saw the show either, Jake. No. Psych. It's a pretty good show. You'd like it. Yeah. Well. So those are all good things we talked about. Yeah, those are what we talked about. I categorize them as spooky because they're all like you know. Yep. Spooky kind of things yep. and um. We kind of just discussed what they were and uh, how, if they were really bad things or... Yeah, and what the Bible kind of had to say about yeah, them, Yeah, right? what the Bible has to say about things that are supernatural and, right. and you know, dealing with that whole spiritual, physical, spiritual world. Yeah, the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. it, and we talked about, for, uh, again, you can watch it. Um, it's posted or you can listen to it. We talked about the fact that the Bible points directly to a spiritual world mm -hmm. uh, and it it identifies a, um, the reality that when you do things like play with a Ouija board even though you're doing it for fun and like we talked about it's in the game aisle of most of these um, you pointed out Walmart and Target, Target yeah. directly <laughs> like you were going right at them um, that, it, that it's not just a matter of playing with the cards Yes. Uh, or the Ouija boards. It's or not just the games. It's not just the games. We pointed out that things like psychics uh, and tarot card readers talk about how the stars influence you as a person. Mm -hmm. And we pointed out, I'm, I'm doing it again because it's really, it's a distinction that must be made that when God points to things like the stars and the planets in the Bible, which he does several times, he's doing it from a point of reference in time, not as the stars Tell influence time. the individual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the the famous story that I used last week was there were these shepherds in a field. They looked up. They saw a star. They followed the star, and they found the birth of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. And those things are pointed out um, in the in the New Testament. So there's a big difference between astrologers and and reading the stars and how they influence who you are. Versus God using the stars and the planets to tell his timeline. Mm -hmm. Right, very, very specific. So we wanted to bring Jake Duffner into the conversation. <laughs> right. Now, you don't have the best of mic, Jake, so you got to make sure you speak loud. Okay. Project your voice. <laughs> um, and so, Jake, for those that don't know who you are, tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do for a living. You're you're a, you're a, a husband. A husband. 
right? Yeah, father. Father? And a follower of Jesus Christ. So now let's pause there. Let's frame this the right way. You're an independent filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And well, you're, if you're going in chronological order, then you're already going the wrong way. No, I'm not going okay. in chronological. I just want to frame, okay. frame the conversation. You're an independent filmmaker. And you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Got those right? Yes. Okay. So tell the audience a little bit about what kind of films you make. I make... Uh, Dramatic action, uh, like horror, edgy type of films. What, what does that mean? <laughs> exactly what I just said. It's kind of like reaches all. I try to, anyways, reach as many uh, parts of the audience as possible. Okay. And that that involves like obviously relating with the audience. Yeah. And things that they may have went through in life, and or you know things like that, and then able to really follow the storyline. So if I if I were to tune in, first of all, how how do we find your films? You just type in my name. Where? Uh, wherever Instagram, on, YouTube. Oh, Instagram and YouTube. Okay, so you're, you're a YouTuber. You could just Google Jake Duffner too, and, and everything will come up. Yeah. And it all comes up. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, everything comes up. <laughs> what? So like. Even Not when, so good things. Yeah, correct. Even even when I was like 16, 17, before I really knew. Okay. Yeah. So when so let's pause for a moment because you talked about chronological order. Mm-hmm. When 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 was the moment in time in your life where you said I can't do this alone. I need Jesus. Well, that's like a really in-depth question and I can probably talk about that for hours. But, Great. Uh, we'll have you back. <laughs> no thank you. Not sure. <laughs> um so at a really, really young age, I had this, like, this this embedded feeling that, like, nothing in this world really mattered. And I had this, this blind faith towards a, just a greater power. And I was uneducated at the time. I didn't know what that greater power was. I just obviously called it God like everybody does. Yeah. So I didn't know what God I was praying to or who God was. But I had this overwhelming feeling that, like, nothing really matters in this world and that can that's very dangerous to think about especially we don't have like guidelines to go with so i'm just like well nothing really matters who says murder is bad we say murder is bad you know things like that and obviously that's an extreme but, yeah you know little things in life too sure um so it wasn't until about i don't know i'm not good with time frames i have a bad time perception but okay. i'd say four or five years ago right actually Yes, probably about that. Wait, what year are we in? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, we're in 22, right? 22. So probably around 2019. How long ago is that? Three years? Four years? Four years, five years. Three years. Something like that. Yeah, Yeah, nine nine plus three is 12. Yeah, 2019. So three years ago. Yeah. So anyways, uh, not understanding who God is, you're not really obedient to any type of moral compass or law because there's that's what God holds yields to a standard okay like commandments anyways I don't want to go that route mm-hmm. I was a little kid and I just knew there was God and I didn't know who or what God was so I just kind of lived life with eh, nothing really matters like who cares I have no consequence you know uh, someone yelling at me who cares what they think uh, there's God you know right this, anything else will didn't matter so but did you have a sense of right and wrong uh, before you asked Jesus Christ to come into your life? 
I did have a sense in right and wrong, uh-huh. but I, I was under the impression that that sense of right and wrong came from the environment in which I grew up in. Okay. For, like the, the events and, you know, all So those. family members, friends. Correct. And the events that you go through at a young age, especially developing and, you know, like your psych and all that stuff. So like just the world. Just the world, yeah. They made rules. Like that? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And again, most of the audience probably feels the same way too if you don't know who Jesus Christ is. Sure. Everybody has that feeling of, there's most likely a greater power. We don't know why we're on this earth, and yeah, nothing really matters. <laughs> Who cares if Jesus is mad at me right now? You know what? I actually do this. Mm-hmm. I I'm. Uh... <laughs> I used to always think like I remember being like four or five, six years old, however old, I, however, however old I was, and just looking at the sky and being like. Who says the sky is a sky? That's that's just a language. <laughs> that's you know? what I do now. And then I, and then I'd be like, oh well, if the sky is sky to us. We're only English. That's only part of the world. What about you know? I would think about these things, and I it just I I wasn't able. I wasn't intellectual enough at the time to go deeper than that. So I raised. I was smart enough to raise the question, but I wasn't smart enough to find the answers by myself. Yeah. So it it kind of led me in astray, of course. Okay. I can't even believe it. So now somewhere. In your timeline, around 2019, you decide, you make a personal decision, mm-hmm. right? Nobody influ- like nobody forced you no. to make a decision. No. You make a personal decision to say, I'm no longer going to follow the circumstances of the world, mm-hmm. the influencers in my life, be it my family, my friends, my social networks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to allow Jesus Christ and what he says in the Bible to influence my life. Yeah. Okay. And and what what so a couple weeks ago we did a podcast on uh, why we believe the Bible is real. Yes. So help us understand what was the experience that you went through that pointed to the Bible being real. Well, again, this is like a very loaded question. You're asking like really heavy questions. That I, like, I can't get out in this well, so this is, this is the reason why I want you to maybe know this. Maybe you should know this. Okay. Because if we Google Jake Duffner and we go to your YouTube page, we may see videos that would, would be contrary to a Christian's belief. Mm-hmm. And so I want the listeners to understand who Jake Duffner is and his commitment to Christ and then I want to transition the conversation to helping uh, helping the listeners understand your message that is found in your videos mm-hmm. right yeah. so some of these are going to be harder questions to go after but it helps the listeners like so much hard just more so like very in depth like there's mm-hmm. not enough time in, in life to give us a it. summary give us a summary of it okay so what's the question so what 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 caused you to believe that the Bible was the truth for life? Well, at a certain point in anybody's life, I feel like instead of just walking in circles in your own head saying what's what's right from wrong and you're trying to make this moral compass up in your head, you have to beg the question like, what makes me right versus this person to the side of me? So you have to kind of measure your goodness up against something. Yeah, but Although, that... Because goodness isn't like... If, if you want to look at something in life that and, and you're brought up a certain way, your environment, the life experiences that you 
uh, experience growing up, especially when you're developing at a young age, you kind of make up your own little perspective of life and what's right and wrong, depending on what you went through. So right. that makes every single person in this world unique and has their own view on this world. So what do you weigh your goodness up against? You have to have a certain like law or, or something to... Okay. If, if you go to a, a person, uh, any... Well, I'd say most people uh, in life, and you, and you ask them, are you a good person? They're most likely going to say yes, whether they, they believe in the Bible or not, because, I mean, even even the, the worst person on this earth, Hitler, can say, uh, yeah, I believe I'm a good person, I did this. Well, I he thought that. he was a good person. Exactly. He justified his so actions. what, what do they weigh their goodness up against is That's the right. question. So right. So if, how, you, so if what? you ask the Father God how if you're a good person, he's, he's going to say no. So what makes you believe that weighing your decision against the Bible is the way, the truth, and the life. So maybe this is another, this maybe is another way to frame the question. A lot of times young individuals, they frame right and wrong based off of their network of influence, their friends. They go to middle school. They get involved with a group of kids. Those kids decide what they're going to do and whether it's right and wrong. Their parents also teach them what's right and wrong. Then they go to high school. And from middle school to high school, they may, in high school, meet a new set of friends. And that new set of friends, they may experience what they now believe is right or wrong. Mm -hmm. So what is the difference between going from friends in middle school to high school? Maybe, Jake, you just walked into a church, and that church is now influencing you as to what's right and wrong, rather than the Bible. Do you see? That's also implemented into your moral compass the church is a church it's ran by a human being you know uh-huh. if you follow that pastor and that pastor is is teaching you the wrong things or like the bible says if you you follow if you're following a blind man will you not fall into a ditch uh-huh. that's true because if the, pa- the pastor yeah even though he has this uh this label on him and he runs a church uh he could be blind and he's not teaching you the holy scripture yeah so that's why you weigh it up against god's word and not any human being because we all have that sinful nature within us okay Oh, that's good. That's powerful. Ashley, I've been doing a lot of the talking. <laughs> Don't you have any questions for your husband here? Uh, I'm just listening. He he talks a lot about this stuff at home, so I know quite a yeah, lot I, of what he I believes. Preach, I preach to the wall all night long. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's like listening to music or something, and I'm just you know, okay. Just going real deep to myself. So now there's there is. I want to I want to transition. Thank you for sharing that. Um, how long have you been doing the videos? Well, it, unprofessionally for, well, like... 2017, 2017, so five years? Unprofessionally. Mm-hmm. Meaning I just picked up a camera with my friends and I was just doing funny or, or dumb things uh, on my camera with my friends trying to get views. Okay. I, I grew the passion for it within that time yeah. frame. And then I decided I want to you know transition to a more professional style, especially because I'm growing as a person and okay. I don't really care for going across chaos. Okay. Being funny and stuff, so <laughs> I feel like there's there's more importance in the world than doing that. How many followers do you have on on Instagram or YouTube or any of these platforms? Um, I'm not sure overall, but over a million. Over a million Maybe followers. Like 1.5 million across everything. I'm not. Uh, I I should be more educated on this, um, and maybe I I'll I will. Um, would would. Is it the certain number of followers on these platforms that label an individual as a social media influencer? Have you ever heard that term? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a very diluted term. But. Oh, oh, what is it? So, so what does it mean to you? 
Uh, well, yeah, I believe that anybody that has an influence over anybody is an influencer. That's by definition. So, okay, so if you have twenty followers, or you're still a social media and you're influencer. People that follow you. There's, okay. there's people with a lot of followers that don't influence at all. They just, you know, post their things and they don't really try to put anything in anybody's head. I understand. So if, if you're trying to sit there and preach whatever you're preaching, whether it be the Bible or anything else in this world, then or, or I want you to wear the same clothes as me, and, you know, you're influencing a certain number of people to do that, so you'd be mm-hmm. considered an influencer. Okay. But I don't think it matters about the followers or anything like that. It doesn't matter about the number of followers. Yeah. Okay. For so instance, you guys are influencing right now. You're, you're influencers. Yeah, right. Congratulations. We're social media yeah. influencers. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't have a million. We got 76 subscribers. <laughs> That's right. 76 people. That's and right. I think we have 13 Instagram followers. That's great. So thank you. Shout out to you guys. So if you're watching, listening, subscribe to our YouTube channel today okay, <laughs> to get that number up there. So the storyline of your videos. Very important, by the way. Okay. Now, now before we get into the depth of them, mm-hmm. if I was a non-Christian, somebody who did not believe in the Bible, somebody who did not say Jesus Christ is our savior mm-hmm. and i watched your podcast not your podcast your videos yeah, no, sorry no. your videos um would you believe or would i believe that you were a christian it depends on how in depth you are into watching my videos okay so let's say i just so if you watch, watch video, them for entertainment purposes yeah if you watch a video from me when i was 17 and i was with my friends you would definitely say this guy is uh <laughs> he's an idiot. He's yeah. running around doing dumb things with his friends, and you know, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much the extent of it. I had no storyline. I, I didn't really have the passion or the talent yet to create a storyline. Okay. So that wasn't until later into my film career, but so but yeah, it depends. But if you watch that, and say you've been watching me since the start, and then you're you're watching me to this date, um, I don't know if there anybody is. There might be a few. So let me know if you're watching this in the comments. <laughs> you're, uh, take on this but i'm sure you can see a huge developmental change in both the talent within the film and uh-huh. the storyline behind it and so, just growth as a person in general so it kind of it kind of follows your timeline in life exactly and that's and that's there's a beauty in that itself so that's why it's like a lot of people ask me well, why don't you delete your old videos and i've done that before i deleted like 50 million views off my channel because i was like it's like was in the beginning of like my where I was finding out the truth of life and stuff like that. Sure. I was kind of like freaking out. I was like, "Oh man, like this is terrible." So I deleted like 50 million views uh, of worth of videos on my channel, and uh, I look back now and I wish I never did that because there's beauty in that growth. And if anybody wanted to watch that growth from when I was, yeah, you know, younger till now, it's it's influential and it's it's motivating to those certain sure. individuals because. Like the Bible says, she just meets people where they are, not where he wants them to be. So if I sit here and I preach the gospel all day long, uh, someone that's living a terrible life might not relate to that. And they say, well, great for you, but I live a different lifestyle. But if they see me, you know, when I was a young adolescent doing mischief. You're still young, by the way. Maybe not an adolescent, but. but (laughs) They they can relate to that and they can walk along that journey and, and kind of figure things out as they go. Yeah, it's kind of, um, in, in the old days, we had these big books, and in the books, we put f- photographs. They were called photo albums. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, you actually pulled, they, you put them on your shelf. You all right? You didn't hurt yourself, did you? You actually put them on your shelf, and if you wanted to remember your past, you went and got a photo album off the shelf. Yeah. 
Oh, I have a few of those, by the way. Essentially what these old videos are like, I... It's a video of your life. Yeah, exactly. And I've had so many people message me like, man, I used to rewatch your old videos and it would bring so much joy to me and you deleted them. Like, what's going on? Uh, I really... And I've noticed it affected a lot of people. And then I realized... I I looked inwards and I realized it's also affecting me and I'm just being ignorant to that and kind of turning the shoulder. I wanted to leave that life behind. But now it's more so I realize that it's better if I understand the life I used to live and grow from that rather mm-hmm. than trying to shun it and walk away from it without knowing why. So I want to I wanna get into a hot topic. Maybe not that hot, but... It's it, kind of hot. It's kind of hot? I think so. What's the topic? I don't know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, I think I know, but I'm not. I don't know. So I want to I go to two particular scriptures in the Bible. They're both found in 1 Corinthians. There's one scripture that says everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And this is Paul talking to the Corinthian people because they were doing things in life um, and they said, well, we're Christians. And so shouldn't we be allowed to do these things because Jesus Christ died for us and we're, you know, we don't live I according to the world. A lot. People, people argue with me sometimes and say, uh, well, if Jesus Christ died for our sins and if, and we don't sin, then he pretty much died for no reason. Yes. And, and that's oh an my goodness. <laughs> and uh, and it, it really measures the level of their understanding. But right. It's hard to go in like that deep with individuals like that, especially on a whim when you're like just having a brief conversation. So. So I want to stay with that scripture. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Mm-hmm. Then, if you follow the book of Corinthians to the tenth chapter. Paul says everything is permissible, but not everything is advisable. Mm-hmm. Meaning that um, I could drink alcohol. As a matter of fact, Jesus is found at the Last Supper drinking wine. Um, and he would say that that's permissible. But Paul would say that it may not be advisable or it may not be beneficial. And he's talking about the particular people that are around you that you could influence in doing these things. So help the Christian out there Mm -hmm. and the Mm non-Christian better understand, because some people would view your videos and they would say, well, Jake, you're, you're fooling around with the Ouija board. I think recently in one of your videos, you went to this place in Rhode Island or Long Island. Yeah. You went to one of these. Yeah. Was it a horror house or something? It was uh, the Conjuring House. What is that? It's like uh, one of the most iconic uh, paranormal activity houses. Is that from the movie The Conjuring? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So, and there's par- there's supposedly paranormal activity there, right? Yeah. And so, supposedly. supposedly, right. And so the Christian would say, well, I can walk into this house. And um, I could film these things because I'm a Christian. And because those things, those spiritual forces, they don't penetrate me Mm -hmm. as a person because the Holy Spirit is in me and protects me. Mm -hmm. So that's where Paul's scripture would say everything is advisable. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other half of his scripture that says it may not be beneficial. Or it may not... um, Everything is permissible, but it may not be advisable. So help the Christian out there and the non-Christian 
how do you rightfully divide this? So when we went to Rhode Island to the Conjuring House, uh, I actually didn't play the Ouija board. The people that invited me to were yeah. playing the Ouija board. And, uh, They're I, in your video? It wasn't my video. Oh, it's it, not it your video. It wasn't my video, yeah. Oh, okay. I, no. I, I refrain from all Ouija boards and anything like that, even in a script sense. Because I used to script them out and think that, like, oh, who cares if it's a script? You know, it's not. I'm not actually believing in it. You know? Oh, okay. So that was my that was my uh, justification. Of mm -hmm. Because you, as an individual, yeah, yeah, you weren't believing in the I Ouija board. It. I didn't put my faith in it. But then I started to realize, like, okay, but even though it's a script, people think it's real, and then they want to put their faith into it. So uh -huh. it's kind of like a, uh, it's misleading people. Misleading people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because. Because when I did the Ouija board, that's when I wasn't, I had no storyline to it. I just did it because that was just what I was doing back then. And people would views. watch it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now I realize how critical a storyline is and and all that, so I can lead people in the right direction instead of misleading them. So but now. anyways, this Rhode Island trip. Yeah, what uh, is this, The Conjuring? The Conjuring House. Um, one of my buddies, I guess I won't say names, he was going there with, with his film crew. And he invited me and Ashley to go, and I said, okay, sure, yeah, we'll go. <clears throat> right. I had no idea they wanted to, like, play the weed or anything like that, but, you know, it's kind of up in the air at that point if you're going into one of those houses anyways. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So when we were there, uh, I guess it, I found it as my internal duty to, I was, I was in there and I was praying the whole time. Not that that makes anything better, but... I figured these people are going in there regardless, and they have no type of armor, no no God's armor on them. They have no wisdom or anything like that. They, they don't know what the Bible is or, or what they're really getting themselves into. And I've been in that specific situation where I was doing these things because they were getting a lot of views. Yeah, right. So I was like, okay, these, these kids, they don't, they, I, I related to them. And uh, so I went in there, and me and Ashley were just there. We kind of just... I don't know if you guys seen the video, but we kind of just stood around the whole time. You know, we, we would improv once in a while if the camera was on us. Yeah. But behind cameras, I was uh, definitely praying for each individual in there and the whole room in yeah. general, giving their ignorance and stuff like that. Okay, so you were you were a light. I was in trying a dark to be. Place. I was trying to be, and I'm not. I'm not a. You know, I'm not a professional. Yeah. There's no significance to me as an individual. Right. Other than the knowledge that I have acquired so far, but I'm not perfect. You know? Well, I, I, I take what you do. You know, there's there's several stories, you know, in the Bible, especially in the more in the New Testament about Jesus, and he you always found him in these places. Yeah. You found him with his feet up, having a conversation with a tax collector, a prostitute, and a drunkard. Correct. And the and and the the. From an outside standpoint, you're like, whoa, what is this guy doing? You know? Well, not only that, in the story, the priests come, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they come to him, and they say, what are you doing with these people? Mm -hmm. And he says, I didn't come to to save the, the, I came to save the ones that are sick. I didn't, I'm... And that's what I feel my, my ministry is, is I'm here to, I believe anyways, that my heart aligns with going to find the people in the dark places and leading them to the light, and... Again, in the beginning of my career, I didn't. Ha I I had that still. I felt like that, but I wasn't properly equipped enough to do it the right way. I didn't know where I was leading anybody. I was just going to try to, yeah. you know, communicate with people that are very sad or depressed and, and things like that, and telling them like, you know, things are gonna be okay. I didn't. I didn't have any like actual intellect or wisdom to share with them. Yeah. But I wanted to do it, and so therefore I. I prematurely did it. So do you believe that there is a spiritual realm? Yes, I do. 
And do you believe that it is uh, to be played around with? I do not. You don't, no. And, and um, I love your storylines. I have watched a number of your films. Nice. Um, I can't name them. I can barely name the, the title of our podcast last week, <laughs> Jake. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Ashley. Um, but I always find, you know, that if you actually watch your storylines, uh, there is an inspirational message in your narrative. Yeah, and I think that uh, that inspirational message is slowly evolving. Okay. Meaning, like... Again, if you go back to 2017, I was a kid. I didn't know what I was talking about, but I was trying to be inspiring. Yes. Maybe reached a few people, probably led them to a brick wall. You yeah. Know? They didn't go anywhere with it. And as I grow older, recently I had the Calvin McGinley series where it's... Uh, oh, that's the one with the big bird on his head. No, no, no. Oh, that's, that's not it. Oh, okay. That was just a one-off short film. I was okay. going to go deeper with it, but the, the um, audience wasn't as interested as I anticipated. But anyways, okay, so what's like, Calvin McGinley? Calvin McGinley was more of like a... It was like a journey of YouTuber kids, me and my friends. Yeah. Um, and we go into the woods, and we find a very, very bad man and his family that were doing very evil things okay. to the world. And so us as the as the YouTuber kids, we're trying to like bring light to the evil that they're doing, like trying to you know expose them and and all those sorts of things. And uh, on the contrary to that, it uh-huh. was it was Calvin McGinley and his family doing these terrible things, and I, I think it's important that in order to show goodness, you have to understand the evil. Yeah. Because if if something evil is happening and you're just saying, "Oh no, that's bad," it's going to raise the question of someone that doesn't understand why it's bad. Like, well, why is it bad? Yeah. Uh, so you, it, it causes a rebellion when you just when you're obedient to something you don't know why. You know yeah. What I mean? When you grow up and you don't know why something is the way it is, you kind you kind of want to press on that and and rebel, and that's what happens so so much in uh, in this world today. Is like they listen to their parents or whatever that are just like, no, that's bad, no, that's bad. When they turn eighteen and they've been obedient with their parents the whole time and never understood why they had yeah. these rules, they're gonna say eventually they're gonna grow the excuse my language but balls to say, well, why, Dad? Why is it wrong? I'm gonna go do what I want because I think it's right. Uh-huh. You know, because they didn't understand why it was wrong. Yeah. And that causes them to go through their own experiences, the hardships, and find it out themselves. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I went off on a tangent there. No, that's okay. Yeah. So, because one of the things that we wanted to try to bring out in this podcast is your influence over Christians and non-Christians based off of what they see mm-hmm. in your videos. Mm-hmm. And based off of those scriptures of everything is um, advisable but not beneficial or... or um, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so we wanted to help listeners because they may, they may struggle with this. Yeah. They may say, well, well Jake is a Christian, but look at, look at what he's doing. Yeah. Look at how he's influencing the world. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or they may say, well, all the more reason why I don't need to be a Christian... Because I see what Jake is doing on YouTube. Well, if they did watch me that intensely, then I don't think, anyways. Yeah. Hopefully, I, I try to improve my writing to veer from this. But if they did watch me intensely, they wouldn't. I, I would hope not say, "Well, why do I be a Christian if he's not?" Yeah, because I'm pretty upfront with that. Yeah, because your your uh, your videos they they are somewhat horrific. Oh, horrific. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I think that... The one I watched was uh, underneath uh, a bridge. Uh-huh. I know what one you're I think you got beat up or you got killed. You, you, they were beating somebody else up. My last words? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, my last words. Yeah, my yeah. last words. That was a good one. Thanks. Yeah, I liked that okay. one. This is the thing. It I had a good like, narrative yeah, to it. I feel like that's the thing. I, I always release these short little films, and I'm like, oh, this is my best one yet. And then I look back on it two weeks later, and I'm like, this stinks. <laughs> I'm like, this was terribly produced. And I think Michelangelo rushed. did that, too, after each painting. Yeah, yeah, people do that. People do that. They mm-hmm. criticize their but own yeah, the work. The message within it was okay, I think. And again, as I grow wiser and wiser in the Bible, I look back on that and say, ah, oh, I should have said this differently, or oh, I should have... And that's just, it's inescapable. I'm going to do that the longer I, the deeper I go. The deeper you go. And the more I grow. So. Now, would you, do you specifically not say the name Jesus in your videos for any reason? I, no, there's no specific reason other than Jesus is not, uh, he's not a character in the story. Like, okay. I don't want to name someone Jesus or something like that. No, know? but what I mean by that is like when in your storyline, is there. When I'm there, doing like voiceover narratives. Yeah. Yeah, is there a reason why you don't say, I gave my life to Jesus, and so it's okay if I die? Like, in that video, you, you helped somebody, yeah. and you died as yeah. a result of helping that person. Yeah. And is there a reason, like, and, and then I think that there's flashes of memories, right, if, if I'm remembering that right. But there's I no... I honestly can't remember either. I've made so many, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm pretty sure I'm accurate yeah, in this, but okay. there's no memory of, of you coming to know Jesus, in, in the flashbacks of all the yeah. wonderful memories that you have. I think it's just because my character as Jay Guffner is in that realm has not yet been to church or anything okay. like that. Like, I haven't showed that on camera yet. Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So, like, it's more so like I'm, I'm a kid and I'm, and I'm trying to find the truth and I'm getting closer and closer to it and I just haven't yet got there. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And that's, again, there's beauty <laughs> where I'm saying like Jesus met people where they are not where he wants them to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, I always find it very interesting. The world is is um, quick to judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's another thing. I feel like, uh, like you were saying before, I don't want to interrupt you, but uh, when a Christian is, is, I guess, fringe Christian or just starting to become a Christian, they start to internally put themselves on, like, a pedestal, like yeah. a, a moral pedestal, because, like, oh, I, I'm a Christian and you're not. And I think that's, like, a something that you should definitely try your hardest not to do yeah. because then it it causes division in the world and there's a lot of lost souls in there that are trying to find the truth and they look at you and when you shun them because you put yourself on a higher pedestal they're gonna they're gonna have a bad taste in their mouth towards the truth to and the truth that's like the in my eyes that's like one of the biggest things where I try not to do yeah so I try to put myself in situations where I might relate to someone who's lost yeah and as my wisdom grows try to show them yeah, and then and then you have this whole other group of followers of Christ that are very similar to the Sadducees and the Pharisees in the Bible, and they're they're legalistic. Um, they they follow the letter of the Bible, and rather than getting to know the person, yeah. rather than having conversations with mm-hmm. the person, they would just rather separate from the person yeah. altogether, and and say, I'm not even going to go near that person. Yeah. And that's just not what. I think I think it's super important to establish that relationship first and then, you know, build off of that. Like even if they're a bad 
to you, you think they're a bad person because of what they do or what they believe. You're no, you're no better of a person, and that's just yeah. I think once you build that relationship, then you could find out more. You know, of like so where I it's watch this go. guy. I watch this guy on YouTube. He's a Christian. He's a, he's an older gentleman. He's, I think he's in his seventies. Can you say his name? That maybe will get us some views. Mm-hmm. Or no. I'm not. I'm not sure of his actual name, but I know okay. his, his YouTube channel is Living Waters. Oh, Living Water. Maybe. Living Water. Okay, um, maybe. But something along those lines. <laughs> we'll put it in the comments yeah, below. Yeah. Um, and when he interviews these people, he, he goes around and he's an evangelist, and he goes around and he tries to f- interview people that are just on whatever the boardwalk or they're doing their everyday thing. Oh. And he always asks them the question: Do you think you're a good person? And everybody always says, yeah, 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 I'm a good person. And he goes, goes, "Uh, do you believe in the afterlife? Do you believe in God? And they they usually say yes. And then uh, he goes, do you think God thinks you're a good person? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I think he would. Okay, well, if if you were to die right now, heaven or hell, do you think you're going to heaven? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go to heaven because I I try to do good. And he's like, well, well, what do you weigh your goodness against? Why do you think you're a good person? Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, I may have done some bad things, but I try to, I think I've done more good things than bad things. And they try to justify who they are as a person. Mm. And then he goes through the Ten Commandments and he goes, have you ever lied before? And he's like, yeah. How many lies have you told? Uh, you know, a lot. <laughs> um, you know, he goes through the Ten Commandments and then he goes, oh, have you ever stole anything, even if it's small? And I'm like, yeah. Okay, so any of these commandments, uh, if you're guilty of them, which we all are, every one of us, then God gives you the death penalty. Yeah. God the Father gives you the death penalty. And you that's why there's sin in the world. The, that's right. The wages of sin is death. So everybody dies because everybody's a sinner. And uh, the only way to escape that is if uh, your price is paid. And so he, he loved you so much, he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to, to die for your sins. And if you believe in him, he shows you the pathway to heaven. He, he brings you to heaven through him only. Because if you do it on your own, you're not a good person like you think you are. There's a bug right there. You're not a good person like you think you are. Oh, yes. Everybody thinks they're a good person based off their own moral compass that they made up and from this world. Yeah. And anything made up of this world is evil. It's corrupt. It's it's wicked. So if you make your moral compass off based off this world, then your your yeah. moral compass is not aligned with God. And if if God says you're 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 doomed to death because you you told a white lie one time, then that's it. There's no arguing with God. Right. You're you're not a good person. You're you're wicked. That's we right. had this we did a podcast on this already. Yes, we did. You can watch that episode um, on YouTube or or Spotify. And so yeah. the only way to, to escape that death is through his son Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. And you and you need to not only just say, Yeah, Jesus Christ is my savior, you can say it with your words all day long, but he, he reads your heart and you need to repent and that's just a fancy word for feeling extreme sorrow in your heart and under coming to an understanding of your wrongs. And then turning from that and, That's right. and following Jesus because he, he's a straight stairway to heaven. Yeah. You know, one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not kill. Yeah. And I loved how you picked that little bug up on its little <laughs> little antenna and you gently placed it on the stand somewhere. It's probably crawling yeah, on Ashley yeah, now. Yeah, now I'm like, but it's no, just still alive and crawling. a bug. This is a, wait, what did you say? You didn't kill the bug. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you, so thou shalt not kill. Yeah. You're... You're, you're still that's in, in also good. a podcast say, topic. That's another topic I get that question all the time how can you kill one of God's creature creatures yep. then step right on it that'll be for a later time <laughs> it's, it's, it depends on how you translate it but I believe that uh, you should respect the whole creation and all of his creation and not 
do any unnecessary harm, like stomping on a bug for fun. That's yeah. for a later podcast, yeah. Jake. Okay. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay, and maybe we'll call you back as a guest, and we could talk through that one um, as, a, as uh, another. I charge five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing with us um, a little bit of insight of who you are mm-hmm. um, and the videos that you make and, and really why you make them. Uh, because again, a lot of a lot of watchers out there um, would be they would have controversial comments mm-hmm. as to whether what you're doing um, is beneficial or advisable. Um, and I say, what you believe in your heart, as it aligns with the Bible, you should mar- walk out. As long as you're sure it aligns with the Bible. Well, that's right. As, yeah. That's what I'm saying. As long as it as long as it aligns with biblical truth, um, and it's your calling. Many people criticize Jesus. Mm-hmm. All throughout the New Testament. Oh yeah, to the he, point of death. To right to the, they took him to a cross. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he never turned us away not once. Right, and and so, if you believe that it's right, it and you press it against biblical theology biblical principles and then you have a conversation with a network of influencers in that you believe are spirit are, are pastoral advisors they help you vet through all of this th- then you go in the direction that you go in yeah and i think if there's christians that don't that don't necessarily like what i do that's that's perfectly fine if that's not where your where your missionary where your mission is yeah that's understandable. I, I'm not mad or anything like that, but there's a good thing that, you know, I, I try to please the Father first and foremost and not, you know, the individual next to me like Ashley or you. Yeah. Um, I, no offense. Yeah, he said that on purpose. And if I think that if that's my mission, to go into these dark places and and try to show shine Jesus' light as much as I can and, and try to even get one of a million people to come to know Jesus, then that's my mission. That's right. And if, uh, you know, from an outside person looking in, if, if you're against that or whatever, that's, I mean, I guess that's your right. You don't have to, I'm not asking yeah, you like, to come this walk right. with me, you know? Sometimes. I'm doing, I'm doing this because I, I believe that's what the Father That's your passion. That's Correct. your call. It's my passion. And, well, early on when I was in ministry, I had a, um, it was called Happy Hour. That was the ministry. I know this story very well. You know this story. For mm-hmm. those of you that are at, we would go and, and we would, we would scout out all the bars in the area and a, they had to have a good happy hour. They had to be serving good food for happy hour, but then we would have a, a drink, a two drink limit. Yeah. And at the end, we would go to these bars and we would we would talk about Jesus Christ in the bars. And by the end of the happy, almost the whole bar would be having a conversation with us about Jesus, mm. about the Bible. That's good. How do you how do you transform their world if you don't? engage them yeah if you don't go there they're consumed by the energy around them and if there's no light in there then they're going to be continuously consumed by the darkness that's right and that's why there needs to be certain individuals to and we didn't go in there waving signs saying oh you know because that only causes a wall right you know if i slam the bible on someone's head in one of my videos i think i actually did that once for for a bit in one of my videos (laughs) (laughs) if if i were to do that in my videos and just just shove Jesus Christ down everybody's throat, then there's going to be a huge division. And right. these people that are lost, that are in the darkness, they 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 feel inferior or they just feel way too different to relate to any of my videos and therefore yeah. they turn away. 
And I don't want them to turn away from the message. The message. Yeah. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way, the truth, and the life. Um, well, thank you. It, it, before we end today's podcast, um, it, do you want to promote any any of your future work or no? Do you <laughs> you want to give us a little hint as to what your next video is going to be or no? Um, in terms of videos, uh, nah, you'll see it. Okay. So you get. I'm working on my first full featured film. Hopefully, to pitch it to Netflix and see how that really? goes. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. So I'm in the middle of writing a script, and therefore I, w- I haven't been like really too active on making YouTube videos. Okay. This is a whole different ballgame there. So you really like writing? Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Well, I I didn't. No, I like making. You like visuals. making the visuals. I, I like making the visuals. Being a director, but uh, in order to get the proper message across, I'm kind of forced to write. Okay. I can't trust anybody else to write. So you're looking for authors or writer narrators. I say that, and then when the writer or narrator comes, oh. I say, ah, you I kick him it's, out. It's, it's not, not good enough for it's him. Not good it's enough. not good enough. It. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast this week. We definitely love to have you back. <laughs> help. Help. Uh, go through some of these topics that we're going to we're going to have in future dates especially the one about squashing animals or bugs and <laughs> um, whether that's a biblical truth or not everything that we talk about here is is vetted and, and we we point to scripture um, and we had trouble last week again we talked about our spooky things bad I actually revealed to the world that her <laughs> favorite place on earth is not Disneyland or Disney World but rather oh, I do love it there Salem, Salem. Massachusetts okay right and okay so, so we're this gonna is... have a future podcast about Ashley oh wait no she's just getting fired up yes this is what I wanted to talk <laughs> about today because I me and Jake like Jake was saying that's his realm of what he does and a lot of times that is like I'm like no I don't want to do that because I have a sense of like I don't want to do that. That's bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we kind of clash heads when it comes to that because he's like, yeah, like, this is cool. And then I'm like, no. Uh-huh. Like, I don't like that. But I like Salem, Massachusetts, and I don't know if that's a problem. Like, uh-huh. should I like Salem, Massachusetts? Well, I guess you got you to uh, search out your own salvation. Yeah. And ask the question, what is it that you like about Salem, Massachusetts? And what does the Bible say about those things? I mean, if you like it, I love fall. Fall is one of my, it's probably my favorite um, season. Uh-huh. I love the changing of Me too. The, the, the leaves. And some people would say, oh, well, that's trees dying. And, and, yeah. and why are you loving trees dying and things like that? I love the beauty well, in I, it. I think on a closing note, to, to have a peak interest in, in things in life yeah. is completely different than putting your faith into something. If you put your faith into a witch at Salem, that's not sustainable. It's gonna crumble, fall. You're gonna. It's gonna lead you to death. You know what yeah. I mean? But if it piques your interest, which it most likely does for everybody, because, whoa, what the heck's going on over there? These guys are crazy. Yeah. And that's that's a whole other story. Yeah. 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 Definitely is, and and you have to watch the, just that dividing line of how much of entertainment you're using to influence you and yeah. your life. And if you feel it consuming you, then that's a red flag indicator. Like, you shouldn't hmm. you shouldn't be like lustful over these things yeah you shouldn't pursue it and want it right if you're viewing it well what if i take a five-hour drive to get there does that count no that's what i'm saying (laughs) no that's just how long it takes you to get to salem massachusetts but if you're sitting there you're like 
oh, I want to be a witch one day. These guys are so Oh, yeah. Fine. Okay, like, I'm oh, understanding right. now. Or okay. or if you're like, every year I got to go there, I got to go there, I got to go there. I can, you know, I got to be a part of it every year. Then then it may be, if, that's, that may be slowly consuming you. If you're putting, if you're putting something like you. that as a first and foremost, especially over like God or anything right. like that, then that's an, another red flag. It's if an idol. Put, yeah, exactly. If you if you put it as an idol, like it's a nece- it's necessary for you. Oh, I ha- I have to be there, and oh, I, I want to learn more about this because I just like it. I know? think it's also important for people to know the difference of like if they don't want to do something, it's probably someone telling you not to do something. Well, not only that, uh, if you're a follower of Christ, if you've asked Jesus to come into your life, it says His Spirit enters you the holy spirit mm-hmm. enters and, and the holy spirit is your helper he's your guide and so that is usually the individual who's saying don't do that it's not good the holy spirit is usually speaking to you yeah. and is pointing it out and saying you better reconsider what you're yeah. thinking here yeah like i know at certain situations where i feel that way where i'm like okay like i don't want to be doing this this is not where i want to be or whatever yeah i don't want to watch this yep. something like that but yep. I don't feel that way when, when I think about Massachusetts. Well, you gotta—I mean, you gotta really look at it. Are you looking at it from an amusement park standpoint? Like, yeah, yeah. I love going to Great Adventure. Uh, I know. think it's more of like what you said, how you like the fall. Like I like the feeling of like the fall. It's getting cooler. Right. Not yeah. like so much. I don't want to go there and practice witchcraft or something. And another right. thing I just want to say too to Adam, like right. I said before, because again, I don't want to oh, lead yeah. anybody the wrong way. Uh huh. Um, if you are interested in, in things like that, like, uh, for instance, I went to college for psychology and I read a lot of psychology books and I'm just interested in how someone can go so wrong. For instance, like Hitler and these serial killers and stuff like that. How could they go so wrong but think they're so right? Yeah. That's interesting to me. Yeah. And to pursue that interest without any any armor, a.k.a. like guidance or, or the Bible, without, without that, that ground that you can stand on, it's very, very, very dangerous. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. It'll, it'll consume you in a heartbeat. Yeah, and and I would I would even say, Jake, that you need to not only you need to be rooted in the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I have had many friends who have been followers of Christ for many years, yeah. but because they didn't they didn't really read their Bible, the minute New Age. Um, it's persuasive, right? It's it, persuasive. It's meant to tug on your heartstrings. Like, That's oh, right. I feel that in my heart. That sounds. That sounds good. And mm-hmm. they they no longer visit the Bible anymore. They no yeah. longer say they're a follower of Christ. Yeah. Because the New Age influence has taken over. Well, only a fool follows his heart. For yeah. The heart is corrupt. Right. Is that a biblical verse, Jake? Dun dun dun. Well, listen. That uh, about does it. Well, Ashley, why don't you uh, you take us out? You haven't All said right. too much, so why don't you I'm give talking. the closing remarks? All right. Well, thank you everybody <laughs> for watching us on YouTube or listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can catch us every Friday at 7 p.m. Thanks again, Hubby, for coming on to our show. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. That was great. Um, and we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>